0: most people listen to podcasts to learn something, to be entertained and to walk away feeling inspired, perhaps even educated a bit. Hello, I'm Devo and I'm one of the two hosts of our show, The Little Impolite Podcast. Welcome and thanks for listening. This show is for the expansive, open-minded, creative whose persistent curiosity towards integrating new information in their lives never stops. Think of it as the free thinkers toolkit for anyone that refuses to enroll in the conformity of all of those around them, instead forging their own paths with fortitude and love. It's that slightly unapologetic conversation with that new friend you just met that sort of wistfully and effortlessly pushes the conversation into spaces that you never expected. It's the deep-hearted conversations with purposeful and thoughtful individuals that have finally figured out their superpowers and are now pouring into it with gusto and love. We're delighted to host these conversations with you that lead us down the conversation well, but watch your step because most of our guests, and of course, Lisa and I, are a little impolite. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Devo, and thank you for tuning in today to the Little Impolite podcast. And sitting next to me is the partner in crime, the beat of all beats, miss lisa staff
1: hello um if you're new to our podcast we're really glad that you joined us we used to be under another name mind body business well, we bought we've out. been yeah everybody wants a piece of man They're just all invested but now we're a little impolite because everyone said the devo was a little impolite and it just seemed like the right fit but we're glad that you found us if you're new to us and um a little bit about us why are we doing this We're doing
0: this because I like to talk and no one else will listen to me. So I picked up a mic and I have a captured audience and I can say whatever I want. Truthfully speaking, we launched the show uh, almost three years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was our way of trying to find a broader audience of people to connect with Mm -hmm. that were doing really cool things around the planet. And we like sharing stories and part of our business is centered around storytelling. So we thought, what better way than to invite really cool people doing really cool shit around the planet onto a show, have an hour long conversation or however long it takes to just sort of learn a little bit about what they're doing, their superpower and what impact they're leaving and legacy they're leaving on this planet. And that's really what the show centers around.
1: And have you found that a lot of these people that we've had conversations with have have impacted your life?
0: Well, it's funny you ask that question because I launched a a mastermind recently, as you're Mm -hmm. well aware of. And with the exception of one person, everyone that's in that mastermind with us now that is committed to it, Mm -hmm. we've known for the last three years from the podcast or multiple podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's some brilliant people doing some brilliant things. And this is our way of sharing that piece of the world with our listeners.
1: And I love that they're not all doing the same thing. And I think that we all feel like the market is super saturated with everybody's doing the same thing. So why would I start? But there's people doing their own thing in their own way Mm -hmm. with their own voice. And a lot of these people that we've had on our podcast and that have become part part of your mastermind are people that some of them were really surprised that they that they want to be on our podcast. They just want to give back. They want to be part of a good conversation. And they're easy to connect with and to um, ask questions or do any of those things. You know, I think a lot of times we think, like, we're too small. Nobody would want to be part of our conversation. And we're continually surprised at the people that are energetically aligned and want to just give back to the human race.
0: Yeah, I don't think that at all. I don't think we're too small at all. I think we're brilliant and we're blowing up and we're going to be fantastically big. And no, I'm joking. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's, um, I think it's great. The, the show's awesome. The people we've had on are great. And you and I met on Instagram. Yeah. And and today we're going to talk about, um, we are, uh, how, how do you manage a business and being in a relationship? And little known fact, we are in relationship. Um, we were in relationship first, and then we decided to start a business second. Mm-hmm. And, and then she can't get rid of me now. So... Um, we're going to have a conversation around just sort of how you and I, our take on business and professional life, and that intersection, and and how we still find time to be happily in love with each other.
1: I think I think this has really pointed this conversation because there's been a shift in the world in the consciousness. A lot of people are trying to get out of the corporate world and they're starting their own businesses. And who better than to start a business with than your partner? And that's not always the case just because you're married or you're, you know boyfriend, girlfriend or or um, partners or anything like that. It's not always a good fit. And I'm speaking personally because I was in a, a relationship before that we were we were in business together and we were that typical mom and pop team and everybody thinks that because you're a mom and pop team, isn't that cute? Isn't it nice? It's not always nice. Sometimes you're fighting and you want to strangle the other person.
0: So what you're saying is this experience now has been nothing but bed of roses. No, we're not saying that. We yeah. we obviously have our tips. <laughs> but the cool thing about the cool thing about me, at least from my perspective, uh-huh. because I was in business with a former partner before to some extent. She didn't she did she did do some work in mm-hmm. my business. Mm-hmm. Um I respect Lisa and um not only as a person but as a professional. And so one of the things we're gonna talk about is Critical to being in bed metaphorically and literally is that there has to be a modicum of, of respect around who you're working with from a professional and a personal level because – well, we're going to talk about it, so yeah. stay tuned. So, to if you're
1: thinking of, of doing this, making this decision, making this relationship into a business relationship as well – Here's some things that we found that might help you along the way and if you're already in this situation you might agree with some things or you might walk away with hey here's a different way to to mm-hmm. handle that situation or this might help in our, in our in our sphere. Mm-hmm.
0: So surprisingly enough, and I didn't realize this prior to preparing for the show, but there's a massive population, especially in the Western world, of couples that are successful and in business and in bed together. And I didn't realize the number, and you'll hear about it in the show, I didn't realize the number was that large. Um, but they're a massive, oh, considerably more than I expected. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that gives me a lot of hope because then I know that you have to keep me around for a lot longer just based upon the data points. So,
1: But those relationships as well could be with best best friends also. Right. You know, like I think no, before, husband and
0: wife or partner, partner. was the Yeah,
1: of- I know. But I think also, you know, that, that applies to going into business with someone that is your best friend or mm-hmm. whatever as well.
0: Yeah. So anyhow, so, if you enjoy the show, drop us a comment below, leave us a review because that helps us expand the show and bring on more amazing guests and continue talking about scintillating topics like this. And at the end of the show, we have a download for you. Lisa, tell them what that download is.
1: Uh, we also have another business because we're in business together where we do branding, social media, marketing, content creation, all the things that small businesses need or medium-sized businesses. And we found that Part of the problem with most of us when we're in our own business is a healthy relationship with social media. So Devo's put together a fabulous um, download, a movie that's maybe 10 minutes for you to kind of digest and all the things that will help you to still show up in the right way with social media, but still walk away feeling sane, feeling like you haven't wasted half of your time uh, during the day and that you can still put money, energy, time into your business. Mm-hmm.
0: So give it a listen, download it. it. Again, it's like 10 minutes. And real quick question, since we're in business and bed together, why do you have a pair of your panties over here on the conference room table in the broadcast room? Anyway, unprofessional. It's
1: not. It's a mask from my oh, son.
0: Even worse. Okay. <laughs> I have to get back to him. That was supposed to be my life. Unlike like the business. No, right? You're just not. supposed to like roll with
1: no. it. No. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> see you after the show. Thanks. Actually, we won't see you after the show, but listen and see you around. Okay. Well, welcome to the a little and polite conversation.
1: This is like a rebranding. Yes.
0: A little foreshadowing of what's to come. Hopefully, by the time this podcast gets produced, our new branding exercise has been completed and we have launched the Little and polite podcast into the stratosphere. Yes. Because my breasts smell like onions, I onions. That's right. We've been podcasting since. 8 a.m. this morning we did
1: three podcasts for other people and this is ours we just felt like we need to talk about what we want to talk about right now and i'm not really hearing you very well so i'm going to turn you up just a bit and turn you up and turn you on of that it's a little cheesy oh, i have another pickup line really we should do a podcast with some
0: horrible pickup lines so, we each come up with 10 of our best pickup yeah, lines. We yeah. don't share them with each other. <laughs> and <laughs> there for a while, we were on Instagram, you uh-huh. actually had real content to share. Oh. I, I, was, I was dropping pick-up lines on your food, but you never I once responded to them. So, that
1: obviously yes. didn't work. No. Try again, actually. I'll, I'll show up. That was when I was trying to take a little hiatus from Instagram because it was sucking the life out of my soul. Come and go for you because your people need you. And you need My you. people don't really need me, but they, they were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "That's saying that I show up on Instagram and a little too needy on Instagram, and maybe it was good that I took a break." So they—they're they're not like, I haven't phoned them and they're worried. It's like you're not on Instagram. Are you okay? So I posted on Instagram today for the first time in weeks. And
0: um, I think it's one of your friends popped into my. Are, are you into, going on I'm so That's my <laughs> <So the> Lord
1: <laughs> and, loves the Lord. Holy dynamite. <laughs> all
0: right. So, what do you want to talk to me about today? Because I have my agents in my ear telling me i problem. Wait, are you taking dogs that for a <laughs> while later? <laughs> so, Lisa and I, have, for those of you who don't know, probably almost everyone since she keeps me in the shadows, have been in business together. In, in bed together for four and yeah. a half years and oh did that did that, did that, did that did that get out
1: just now Hashtag shame.
0: <laughs> so we do would have a conversation on how we make it work because we know we know a lot of people are mom and pops in the early days of their of their business and they start off husband-wife teams and that sort of stuff and well you haven't agreed to become my wife yet i don't know why and so a conversation about that you are for all intents and purposes, on your way of belonging to so, <laughs> <laughs> me. So we thought we'd have a conversation on how two independent business owners, A, came together, mm-hmm. and B, how being that we're sort of like alpha in, in the sense of running around businesses, how do two people sort of commingle and still have some modicum of sanity, modicum of success, and at the end of the day, still be inspired to actually date each other um, after we spend literally all day long together from podcasting to business to shooting to photography to planning
1: to everything. Because I can want show up with my best self for so long. You know, at some point I need to check out. So if I'm being my best self and working with you, at some point I need to check out and just be like, oh, I can be on all day. Well, I'm always on Tuesday night and Slack for us. That's my
0: take on it. Okay. Well, so let's have a real conversation. So, um, I met you almost five years ago. You know, April will be five years that I've physically known you. April 4th, 2017 is when I first saw you on Instagram. Can and, I see you and that's right. And dropped in new DMs with a um, <laughs> rather innocuous message. And that was. Hey, what's us. up, baby? <laughs> I did not drop any pickup
1: lines. No, you didn't. It was actually
0: all business. <laughs> So, I, I reached out to you because, almost truthfully speaking, I was intrigued by sort of your personality and your zest and the things that you were putting on Instagram. And then I saw you in that bikini that one time in Greece, and I was like, oh, you know, calm this girl. So, no. oh. No, my feed drinks me up with someone um, else. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I did send you a note. <laughs>
1: You just think if you, you mix me up and you thought like you're going to have a relationship with someone else who's wearing a bikini in this last five years of actually being a mistake. Or I'm
0: interdimensionally traveling. in that other dimension. I'm dating the police. I
1: have. you know just
0: on, on, on Instagram. and I was like, and I just reached out. And then I'm like, go back. For it. I don't
1: think you're that I don't need to worry about that. Okay. Um, you mentioned something already about mom and pop teams. And I think I have some PTSD around that because mm-hmm. I did spend... Um, a considerable amount of my previous life in a mom-and-pop team. And I have PTSD around that because I think some people think it's really cute, but on the other hand, it can be really unprofessional as well. And I think when we got together with our, our co-business that we founded together, it was very, very straight up with you. I don't want it to be mom-and-pop. I don't want any mom-and-pop vibes coming across. I remember working mom-and-pop mom and being... In a fight with your your co owner, slash sprout, not sprout, spouse. Anything.
0: So, what qualifies as a mom and pop? Not literally the term, but when you think of the qualities of a mom and pop business, what, does, what, does that come, what comes to mind?
1: I think it depends on what the business is. I know in photography, and if there's people shooting weddings and it's a mom and pop, they're like, oh, that's so romantic. There's nothing romantic about it. I know, but I'm
0: asking the question of the qualities of it. So tell me what, when you see a mom-and-pop organization, and, and I, that's, a, that's a slang for qualities of what? What,
1: what qualifies as a mom-and-pop? I, I think myself personally, if it's a family business, I appreciate it more if it's
0: mom-and-pop. I, I know, but I'm asking, so get to the bottom of what a mom-and-pop means to you. Does that mean that they don't have workflow, they don't have, specific ways of doing business or the like do like what is that when, when you get PTSD around what does that mean to you?
1: I think that possibly um <laughs> they can get anything
0: to the
1: question further. <laughs> um I think sometimes I think that they're not looking at their highest potential that they didn't hire other people to come on to be um professionals in whatever line you're in. They just kind of it together? Um, I, think, I mean I understand what it means to me so
0: when I think about the mom-and-pop organization I, I think it's people who are there's a difference between family and business and mom-and-pop and for me mom-and-pop has sort of a denigrating term in, in the sense that they're kind of amateurs mm-hmm. they haven't spent the time to really be clear on who runs the business what the business offers they may do it part-time um, they just they, they show up sort of on the fly. There's no strategy. There's no business planning. It's just sort of like, hey, we're here to just do whatever we do, and we're just going to sort of do a, kind of like a half-ass job mm-hmm. that way.
1: Yeah, we're mm-hmm. pants.
0: So That's you professional. So when you and I came together, we both had a pretty we were, very we still do. We had very successful businesses mm-hmm. independently, and we worked together for almost. Three and a half years, just sort of facilitating each other's businesses. Mm -hmm. You working with me, vice versa. Mm -hmm. Travel the planet, doing all sorts of destination events and that sort of stuff. And for me, um, I have I always appreciated how you and I work together. So when we first started talking about the idea of coming together as business partners, I had some concerns just because I've always been the boss, Um, and you're very strong-willed and very um, you've run your own businesses and, and all that sort of stuff. So. But I knew that I knew how much I enjoyed you and I knew how much value you offered. And so I figured that I'd be able to put up with some nonsense uh, and go into that space. But all joking aside, like for me, it was, I wouldn't say it was a no brainer, um, but for me, it was an easy decision to make. Uh, But now we'll fast forward, we've been together five years. We've been working together for a year and a half, like, tight-knit in the same business. Mm-hmm. What are some of the struggles that you have seen in terms of getting used to or my different, my different management style, et cetera? Just, can you expand a little bit about some of that?
1: Um, I think, okay, so we spent the day today being on 300 podcasts and people were surprised when we came on, it was two people, two guests that they were having. I'm like, we're just speaking to one person. But I think with most things, when you start collaborating with other people, there's growth and expansion. It takes in a direction further than you could have ever done yourself. And I think I had that realization that as we got together and we talked about ideas, those ideas grew and we kind of bounced off of each other and things sprouted. Hence the name Sprout Connectors. Mm-hmm. But things just grew in a way exponentially faster or in directions that we never would have been able to take on ourselves. Continue. No, so. But at, on the, sorry, yeah, keep going. but on the other hand, working as an entrepreneur, sol- solopreneur, you get used to seeing your vision happen and looking at it like this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a struggle with ego, as with any relationship, is your way the best way mm-hmm. or stepping aside and letting something else come to life, birth and grow. And that, I think, sometimes was me watching you do something, understanding that my way was probably not the right way to do it, or was a good way to do it, yours might be better, and kind of filling in the gaps for each other. But I think ego is the biggest thing. As with with personal relationships as well. So I'm just going to, because I don't have a filter, I'm
0: just going to say, I I have some stories to sort of, um, to not counter that, but to uh, support what you just said. Um, early on when I first started working with you and you know I was doing a lot of just filming you and just going on site for gigs because you weren't really used to in my opinion speaking candidly my observation was since you really weren't used to somebody that was just sort of supporting you in all areas I sort of always felt invisible when I was helping you and and I didn't I originally took it sort of personal I'm like she didn't even introduce me because she not who I think I am type of thing. I,
1: I introduced you. Yeah, but this is my... <laughs> this my, is my man <laughs> This is my version of
0: this story. So when I would show up on your gigs, this is early before we even started Sprout, when I would show up on your gigs, and I would just sort of like, I was your, basically I was your bitch to take yeah. all the photos for you, assist you, and I was happy to I be worked
1: you. a long time to have
0: someone be my bitch. So I was very happy to sort of be there and support you, but at the same time, I remember thinking like, I kind of want to be introduced and in who you are who. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: you know, it wasn't so much that; it was just more like I would be on on the set with you, and nobody even knew who I was. And my ego, because I I sort of like I. You I've have
1: seen, a fanfare usually with your people.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so I noticed that early on, and in, in, like I'd be there, like nobody even knows who I am. I'm actually not <laughs> Somebody... I was at one of your photos. I'll get time. you a
1: name tag, okay.
0: I was at one of your photos when <laughs> one time one of your people like came up and handed me their bag. And I was like, I'm not carrying your bag. I'm here for this woman here, the blonde over there with the nice ass. I'm not here to carry your bag, bitch. So, so, so speaking of ego, let me finish. So speaking of ego, I remember thinking, wow, this is a whole new different paradigm shift for me because normally people are here helping me or that sort of stuff. And so I did have to check my ego early on in the process and be like, I'm here, to, I'm here to support you because I love you and I want to be there for you and, and just make your life as easy as possible and you like, you're kind of a big deal. So, um, yeah, so I totally get that. that's my I story. get that
1: all the time when I'm with you. They don't know who I am and I don't really care. But, um, again, I'm there to support you and to make whatever you're doing facilitate and help out. But nobody knows who I am. Sometimes it's good a I have a new responsibility. But um, I think as well, just to there's a couple of things with what you said. When you're used to working on your own, you're used to being independent and making everything happen from from the vision to actually implementing it all. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's also the fact that once you get into... Wait, let with that point for a second. If you can't... Or do you rather continue? I'm, I'm just going to say... Sorry,
0: sure, I'm going to write that down. Once you
1: get into your zone of genius, and that can be doing any profession. once you're in it and in that flow a lot of times you're oblivious to the extremist things you're an extremist thing, but you become oblivious to that because you're, you're in the flow you're doing it and you're vibing with people and then another thing um, when I was shooting like Condoleezza Rice and Sanjay Gupta I had a, a little meltdown with you beforehand because as a woman as a woman you walk in a lot of times and I walk in with this, this six and a half foot tall guy who's very, um, kind of commands attention and I get left in the shadows. And as a woman, as I was crying, explain this to you. It's like, you need to let me leave because people don't realize that this is my gig and they would defer to the man. And I hate to say that happens, but it happens. So sometimes I think you overcompensate sometimes as a woman to allow that space for you to perform as the leader. know, When we're, um, Gets together. I feel like we fill in the gaps, and there's none of that.
0: Um, yeah, I have a different take on that. I, it's not something I really think about because probably because it's just you know, I've always been sort of on the set. I'm always sort of the central figure mm-hmm. of the set, so it's not something that I really have. it's not something that I really consider um, as it, as it pertains to zone of genius. I, I noticed, especially early on in the process, working with you and, and trying to figure out. Because we both do, we both come at a shot completely different. Our mm-hmm. approach is completely unique, and what we see is completely unique. Um, which is one of the reasons I love working with you is because I have I have a take on it. And it's like when a client gets images and content from us, it's almost like literally it is two completely unique perspectives of the same shot, which is brilliant. But one of the things that I noticed early on in the space, and had, and you know, it's, it's taken me time to sort of get into the groove with you it wasn't that i didn't have symbiosis with you on set working with you it's easy to sort of fall in line with that space but because we both are we're both charismatic people and and making sure that when we're engaging with people i don't know how to say this the right way but making sure that both of us have the opportunity to present our our persona to the client i found because i am sort of louder and more like I just sort of bear, I'm just like a bigger dude that I would tend to realize that I was sort of dominating the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I asked you that first time you ever worked with me, I was like, "How can you didn't like hang out or how can you talk to me or that sort of stuff?" And you didn't. That first time you worked together, probably it because it? I was embarrassed being
1: around you. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was because, in retrospect, you know, you were like, oh, I was just there to work. But I was thinking like, shit, you know. I was the centerpiece right there, so it was like you were just letting me have that space. And I'm always like, "It's not my space. We're here to collaborate." So how? So it's interesting that now, fast forward five years, we're, we're metaphorically in bed together, working on a brand new business, and and having some decent success with it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's taken for me, it's taken me the ability to learn how to sometimes take the back seat. And and prior to being in business with someone of your um, of your character build, I was generally always the one in charge. Even in the corporate life, I was always I was always in the center of the of the position. Um, I was always in leadership. All those things. And so for me, the, the, the podcast is is how to two how to two lovers, husbands and wives, whatever, run a business together without letting things get in the way that are that can be emotionally driven. And, and for me, my number one thing was, it goes back to the ego, but it was sort of like realizing that I don't always have the best way. And even if I do have the best way, your way is also just as good in its own right. And so
1: letting that space have its own energy and its own sort of formation. Because you said, I want to talk more about that too, but you said something about being in charge. And I think we need to understand that whether it's in a business relationship or um, probably personal as well, being in charge is not the same as being responsible. Keep going. So you might feel like you're in charge, but when we're working together as well, we're both responsible. So whoever is seems like they're leading at that time doesn't mean that that other person is taking the backseat. They are just as responsible. So if we're in a situation where we're presenting to a client and you're up in front and you're going through everything, I may not be contributing to that, portion of it but it's something as we're listening as we're making notes we're intentionally um gauging what's going on and then we have conversations after for things that you picked up on things that I picked up on so one person may need but that doesn't mean that you're both not responsible and it's kind of coming to terms with that where your strengths are where you fill in for each other as well and I was just speaking to um for a walk down the street and took a neighbor's dog for a walk as well and i was just speaking to her after when you left and for some reason people like telling me everything and um you know she's talking about her husband there and she's like oh well we're not really like i've been with him for seven years but i'm not really committing to him and you know this this and this and going into it wait the people you were just talking to oh yeah so I was just talking to the lady down the street and she was giving me all of her dish on her relationship that she's been with her, this husband for seven years. But she's not really committed to him because of this, this and this. And um,
0: we already knew that. Didn't
1: we? <laughs> you could tell by the way they walked down the street 50 feet apart. <laughs> I knew something was going on. But did know, they
0: approach you for swingers?
1: No. OK. I, no, I don't have that vibe. Thank God. Not there, there's anything against it. But Are as we she ever going to talk about that? That's a podcast, It too. is a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, I was intrigued with what she was saying because it was interesting to me that she's, she was making known to me that she's with him, but she's not going to stay with him or it's not, you know, that kind of relationship. And she's, you know, one foot out door. She could get anyone else. I think as well, when we go into any relationship, especially a business relationship as well, we need to She decide. better get moving. She's in her 70s. Oh. She's still out there. She's still viable. What I'm saying, though, is we need to decide how committed we are. We need to start that structured and be all in or don't bother at all.
0: In a relationship or in a business? Both. <clears throat> well, what if there are couples that are – so are you saying as a marriage or are you just saying as a partnership in general?
1: As a partnership in general.
0: No, I'm talking, I'm talking about romantically speaking.
1: Both. Otherwise, you're wasting both both people's time. And, and, and honestly, it doesn't necessarily and, mean and a you,
0: marriage. It just means you're committing to each other.
1: Yeah, <coughs> and it me. doesn't mean it means when I'm saying you're all in when that person's not around in the business too. That negative talk breeds um, contempt. Ex, yeah, exponentially.
0: It compounds. Yeah. That's interesting that you said that just now because we made that observation. Jesus, we've been in this how how long have we lived here? Have you lived here? A year and a half? Almost two years? Three. Three? three. Oh, has it really been that long? Yeah. Wow. So I mean over two or three years ago when we first met, then we made that we made that observation.
1: So people are gonna make that observation in your business as well. They're gonna feel that vibe if you're not aligned in all things and if you're not working together.
0: So so can people be in business So this whole conversation was centered around, can a romantic partnership also be in a business partnership? And can people who are in a romantic partnership – so let's say those two down the street that we're talking about, even though they may or may not have sex like bunny rabbits every night, are they – could they run a business together and still be successful?
1: I don't know I think some of that bleeds over into it. You can still perform, but it doesn't have the long- longevity.
0: Well, let's t- let's break that down for a second. So theres there's a couple theres a, there's a people who are in a relationship and they are or they aren't romantically aligned. and then there's people who are in a business partnership and they they are or they are not business minded aligned. Then there's the, the next caveat of people who are in a romantic relationship and they decide to also run a business partnership. So what I'm hearing you saying is that a romantic couple can run a business successfully if they're aligned, but a romantic couple that is not aligned romantically cannot have as much success as a business couple Because the, uh, the misalignment on the romantic side would cause subterfuge and cascade on the business side.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm agree with what you say, uh, but I think it it works both ways and I'm going to speak from experience. Um, I think you need to set it up right from the beginning because my past life, even though I was in the business, we were not aligned and there was, there was, and a lot of it is my fault because I, you know, I, was a people pleaser and I didn't stand up for what I felt I needed. And there was no recognition. My name wasn't on anything. All the accolades went to one person and um, all the fame and glory. And that's my fault too, for not stepping in. Well, I did step in, but it just wasn't. And that led it to contention. So I think you need to be aligned in all things. So if it's business, you need to be aligned in your business, what your expectations are, what you're happy with, and what what you're agreeing to. And that may change. But you need to be aligned in that because otherwise there's passive-aggressive, there's contention, all of that that comes from that. And so so with a relationship, too. You need to be aligned. And you need to be able to make that separation, which is really hard, too. That when something shitty happens in business or you're frustrated in business, you don't bring that into your relationship. And that, I think, is the biggest struggle. As good as your relationship is, there's when you love what you're doing, it can bleed into your relationship if you're frustrated with something.
0: Well, so I think where I'm going with that is that I, I was married before and my wife at the time did work in my business. And and one of the observation I've one of the observations I've made being in business and in bed with you, which should be the name of the podcast, in business and in bed, is that it's a good name, isn't it? I just came yes. up with that right now. That's why I'm the genius of this relationship. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things I noticed right away is that this is in retrospect. I used to get really frustrated with my ex-wife, both as a partner in bed, metaphorically, and as a partner in business. And and one of the things I've noticed with you is that while I still get frustrated with you, and I'm sure vice versa, there's much more frustration you have with me, I don't get as, I don't get angry or I don't get upset about it and I'm, because I don't feel the I – I did not enjoy being married to my wife. And because I didn't enjoy being married to her and I wasn't really in alignment with her and as a, as a husband, when we did have situations that occurred with business, it would compound my frustration because I'd be like, fuck,
1: man. You can't go home and complain about the boss or the employees or anything like that.
0: Well, what I'm saying is, is that because I was already frustrated on one side of the of the coin, I was just – I my triggers on the other side of the coin were were multiplied and compounded because I'm like, there's no good here. Like that's yeah. sort of like where I was. And what I've noticed in retrospect being with you is that while we still have arguments and we have frustrations with each other about things and they pop up and invariably they will – I'm so inclined to be – I'm so happy with you as in a romantic relationship. Like I genuinely worship the ground you walk on that when I do get frustrated with you in an argument as, as it pertains to business or disagreement, all I care about is finding the middle ground and, and solving the problem. Like that's I, – I didn't give a shit before. I'd be like, fuck it. Let's just fight because I don't care. So that's one of the things I've noticed. I don't know if that so makes sense.
1: Communication,
0: um, brilliant. You so and communication is critical across the board. Obviously, as a couple, uh, and we told the story um, the other night. Lisa and I were weirdos we really like just enjoying hanging out with each other and one of the things we do most of the time is we'll just sort of sit in the living room over a, a fire or wine, a, a, a fire, fire. glass of wine maybe there's some music playing maybe we're reading maybe we're watching TV but we're usually just sort of massaging just to be creepy and weird we usually just massage each other's feet and I, the other day I was talking to a good friend of mine and he, he wanted us to come over, and it was like snowy. And I was like, you know, I think we're just going to stay here at the house and massage each other's feet. And he's like, what are you talking about? And and I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's what Lisa and I we just we just like to sort of like hang out with each other. And one of the things we like doing is massaging each other's feet. And he's like, he's like, oh my god, that's so ridiculous. Like it's gross. I hate my feet touched. And it, it, we were talking about this this morning. And I said, Well, have you ever given your wife a, a foot massage? Cause she would probably really like that. And if, if you guys would give each other massages, it's probably like it usually leads somewhere else. And he's like, No, she hates having her feet touched. And I was like, Well, how do you know that? And he's like, Well, I just assume I hate my feet getting touched. So I'm assuming she does hers. And I was like, it's probably not true. So like anyway, my point is is that they have that breakup there. Um, they're also in business together and they disagree about a lot of things and they argue about things now on a regular basis. And it's sort of like it's sort of reaching this point where they just kind of like, when I'm around, I'm like, I'm just going to silently creep out of the room because it becomes uncomfortable. And I'm going somewhere with this is the, the communication piece of theirs. It it really seems to be lacking in a lot of different areas there. And, and because they don't really talk and um, anyway, it's just, it just sort of digresses. I think
1: you have to find ways to align and ways to connect. Mm -hmm. And again, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have a different way of approaching something, But having that communication, what, where, this is okay, this is not okay, this is how I'm feeling, and always have that that open banter going.
0: So I think um, because we're and not
1: and not all people are set up to work together. Sometimes it's nice to be able to come home and and bitch about your employer or your employee, and you're not going to be able to do that. So you need to do things as well that align your mindset and. allow you to to have some freedom somewhere unless you like being with that person 24/7 so you you would go play soccer you go to the gym or you do something that you have to have something else outside of your business and your relationship that feeds your soul and keeps you that individual that you are so you don't just morph into each other because our business is better and our relationship is better because we're two totally different people yeah
0: that's a good point and uh, that made me think about that
1: because one of the things that I
0: and mean, this is not a bitching session against my ex-wife. I know she listens to these podcasts so like don't don't go get a, a machete and show up at my house tonight. I'm not like talking shit. I'm just like this is just story time, right? Story time with Devo. And one of the things that um sort of got in the way of my relationship, there was a bunch of different things. This is it, it is what it is, right? Um but she didn't have her own life. She sort of adopted my way of life, and you know, I started a company softball team, and she played on the company softball team, even though she didn't work for the company. Uh, I played soccer on the weekends. She would just come hang out at the soccer field, even though she wasn't even part of the team. Well, you like
1: that's that's hold on. Let me well. go somewhere.
0: Hold let me go. I'm going somewhere. Just let me finish. So your point was, is like, have your own life. I'm not saying you can't commingle lives, but there's a time like you sort of just have your own friends and you sort of go off and do your own thing. I have my own space. I go off and do my own thing. And then we come together. So I like the point of if you are going to be in bed and in business together, make sure that. You still there's,
1: have your own stories to tell. There's
0: some semblance of autonomy that you retain that's all about you. Yeah. So we're getting with – I was going somewhere. They're like, I want people to have takeaways from this call. So we talked about having a strong partnership, like metaphorically mm-hmm. and literally. Mm-hmm. We talked about communication. And then the other piece now – Wait,
1: When you say partnership, so you're talking about almost like, like you would have a marriage contract or a relationship contract. you want to have some sort of basis of of – what your commitment is to each other
0: in, in business. Yeah. I think that, I think that's important to have. I believe it's a critical piece of an understanding of that. You're both on the same page of how to grow the business. You're both on the same page of how to market the business. You're both on the same page on how you hire people to support your business. Like whatever it is that you're doing for, for work, if you don't agree on it and, and somehow meet each other where they are, then you're just going to – like if you just were to concede and be like, I'm just going to let you have your way on this yeah. one, somewhere down the line, that's going to come back oh, and bite me in the ass. It is. right. It is.
1: So you're elevating your business by doing that.
0: Absolutely. Um, another thing I heard you say was um, um, in terms of having – like, and I, I said retaining your autonomy – what that does, because you know, while I miss the shit out of you and you're, he- you're heading off on a trip right now to Utah in a couple of weeks and I won't see you for a couple of weeks, like, one of the things that has been interesting about our relationship is I live four hours away from you. And while I see you basically every other week, that week off is sort of your time to do your things in a way. And I'm not, pre- I'm not saying I'm in favor of that, but it's been interesting to sort of see that relationship develop. And in that week when I'm not with you, it's like, damn, I really can't wait to see you again. Mm-hmm. and And even though we talk every single day, it's just not the same.
1: So we talk business a lot.
0: Yeah. So my point is I'm saying, and I'm not in favor of us staying together four hours apart for the rest of our lives. But what I am saying is that one of the one of the contexts that i've that I've been drawn to as sort of observations is that when I'm not with you, it really makes me excited to see you again. Does that make That's sense?
1: part of my plan. Yeah.
0: So um, that's an interesting space. Um, the other piece that I, I drop – oh, sorry. We already talked about this, is dropping your ego at the door. We were on a podcast this morning, and one of them asked us a question about – I forget what the question was. Um, she had to repeat it like nine times. But <laughs> when two people who are – who are honestly, and I don't mean this like, oh, I'm a powerful person. But when two powerful figures and, – and we're both relatively powerful in the sense of like we just – we, yeah, we're ways. good at what we do, right? Mm-hmm. When we come together <clears> – <throat> There's a give and a take. Just like when we're shooting together, I sort of like sometimes you run the show, I step back, vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. And and in business, it's the same thing. So you have to be able to read the room mm-hmm. and you have to be able to pick up on the subtleties and cues of your partner. It's almost like an invisible language that we have. And I'm always watching you to sort of see what cadence you take on. Like yesterday, you were at the distillery. And and even though I was there to f- – uh,
1: Obviously, I have a drinking problem.
0: Though. even. <laughs> Even though I was there to support you, like I noticed the guy was asking me questions on what he should do here because you were off getting your equipment. I was like, this is not my space. So I read the room and was like, you know, talk to Lisa. She's the boss. I'm just here to support her. So –
1: that was a it, test. I asked him to ask you that, so you passed.
0: Yeah, but it's <laughs> thank you. So, but it's really important. What my point is is, it's really important. If you are going to be in bed and in business together, you have to recognize that there is a time and a place for your role, and that role is constantly evolving. Sometimes you're in a leadership capacity. Sometimes you're in a follow capacity. Right? Yeah. So,
1: can I mention two things? Yeah, no, follow. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to uh, try to set hours, and we have a really hard time with this. But when you turn the business off, and it's so hard not to talk about business, and you'll you'll be like casually enjoying each other, and then you'll try to pull it back into it. it's really hard to have a conversation, mm-hmm. whether it's a phone call or in person, where when it's after hours we still don't bring business in, so you're gonna have to try really hard for that. Mm-hmm. And I, the other, th- oh sorry, no I-, no, I like that, and I
0: like to just re- repeat that again because we don't always do it, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest complaints we have with each, this is not with each other, but one of the biggest complaints we have is like dude, we're not spending any time together. All we're doing is talking business. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that, is, that is a critical yeah. piece that needs to be brought out is that there needs to be a stopping point. No matter, even if it's just having dinner together or taking a walk around the block together or, and agreeing not to talk work. Mm-hmm. When you're in your bedroom, we don't sit and talk work. Like that's the sort of space and, and you have to reserve that and make that sacred. a sacred. Yep. So yep. establish a sacred space that is just on the romantic side for your, each other to enjoy each mm-hmm. other.
1: And I think as well, just like in a relationship, you wouldn't want to marry yourself. You need to appreciate, get your ego out of it and appreciate the differences because you fill in so many spaces that I don't fill in. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that, you know, and that just elevates everything. You don't want anyone doing exactly the same thing. You bring different gifts to the table.
0: So that's sort of the divide and conquer sort of um, philosophy. And and we did not do that early on in our business. We were both sort of like showing up to all the meetings. We're showing up to all the conference calls. We're showing up to all the shoots. And while we still do a lot of our – most of our work together – we've started to divide some of the roles and the functions in the business so so that we each are sort of responsible for our own zone of genius, if you will. And then we come together to collaborate as needed. And I think that's really important. I think that's a really important step for, for a successful bed and business relationship mm-hmm. that you clearly have something that you own. It's sort of like that autonomy piece in your own personal life. Like you own multiple facets of this business. And it's like your gig, right? And I'm part of this and I own that gig. And then we just come together and ask each other questions. And I think that's more, there's more power to that mm-hmm. space. You're and smiling. Like,
1: no, sometimes you just get in the other person's way.
0: Were you smiling? Cause for other reason, cause you're like I'm smirking at me. I'm just in awe of you. <laughs> Was there something you disagreed with that?
1: No, not at all. I think sometimes you just get in people's way. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, one of the things so that I, I'll sorry,
1: still be involved.
0: Yeah. Well, I agree. You're st- we're still involved. Yeah. But it's sort of like frosting on the cake. Like I clearly know how to do this piece of the business really well. Lisa knows how to do that exact same with the business really well.
1: Spend the money.
0: (laughs) But she's really good at other things that I'm not as good at. And I'm really good at things that she's not as good at. So being able to identify that, it's no different than your team that you hire. You want to hire people that are really good at what they do and let them sort of stay in that space. And it's okay that there's crossover, especially if you're a startup business and you've got people just like Swiss Army knifing around. But by and large, that's less productive. If you can find people to sort of stay in the lane of what they're really good at and let them just hone in that craft, develop them later. But um, as owners, we have to sort of kind of take the same principle into play. Um, the, other, the other piece um, that I sort of, is sort of big for me as we've kind of gone into this and I was trying to read my notes over here um, is, is making time for play in all of this and I don't mean that just from a business perspective and a, and a romantic perspective I'm like it's important that there's a sort of a playful aspect to everything that we do so um, we enjoy each other's company and we work a lot of hours. Like sometimes we work sixteen hours a day, but we always make time to have some sort of play. Even if it's just something as simple as taking the dogs to the park, or going over to the beach, or making a pizza—just like stupid stuff mm-hmm. that that you have to make time for because that's part of what the relationship is. Why I fell in love with you in the first place. So keeping it playful. Nice. You're glossing out on me. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, cool. I sometimes have to explain everything to her. I know. Okay, so we've um, kind of come up on the time buffer that we've already. I love
1: it. I love it. It was a good discussion.
0: All right, so I just want to sort of recap because I wrote them down while we were talking here. If, if you do decide to start a business with your lover, um, establish clear parameters around what that partnership looks like. You know, even if the ownership options, we have a contract, as much as I don't like writing that down. Um, what's that called when um, you get married ownership to somebody? No, what's that called when you get married to somebody and they have a? Like if, if a prenup, yeah, it's sort of like a business prenup. And, and as much as it sounds like, as much as it sounds almost malicious to create, because you're like, oh, I would never leave my partner or I'm always going to love this woman forever or vice versa. Like, I do agree. Like you need to have it because heaven forbid, if something were to happen legally, you're not up shit's Creek, right? Mm-hmm. Vice versa. Um, The other piece is communication. It just like in your relationship, having clear, open lines of communication. And my grandfather always used to grab me by the ear and he's like, you know, you have two of these, Debbie. And 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 I was like, yes, I know. And he's like, and you have one mouth. So use two ears, one mouth, listen more. So communication is really critical to not only your relationship, but being in in business together, right? Mm-hmm. And what are you smiling about? <laughs> Do we need to go take it to a romantic platitude right now? No. <laughs> um, number three, Drop your ego at the door, dude. Okay. Like for real, just because she's a woman, I know she's a woman and like I I know it's she's inferior and stuff. But as a man, I sometimes have to let her have that space. So, fellas, like if you're going to be in business with your woman, like let her have a little bit. No, I'm just joking. Drop your egos at the door because uh, it's not about gender. It's not about anything. It's just about being um, respectable to your partner. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you bring value to the table. It's up to me to be like, you actually do that way better than I do. And I'm just going to let you have that space. And, and, rock on girl. Cause I support you for it. And then, um, do you want me to keep reading these? Yep. Um, the I can't other,
1: read your writing. So, um,
0: so the other one is divide and conquer your, your mm-hmm. duties. Like be very clear on your role and my role and, and cross pollinate as needed.
1: And just so there's no confusion, your role usually ends up being making food for us.
0: That's true. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs>
1: like, I'm not doing all the girl duties and he's doing all the boy duties.
0: It's true. This is true. Let me tell you what she does behind the scenes. Uh, I'm going there. Sorry. Um, The other piece of it is 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 drop it at the end of the day. Like you need to set up some time where you just cut off work. You take time to be lovers. You take time to be partners. You take time to be dating. You take time to have communication and conversation outside of like you can't allow your work to just fully consume Mm -hmm. everything you do. And then um, the other piece of that is sort of keeping and retaining your autonomy. And making sure that whatever you brought to the table in the first place still retains. And you can share that, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've met your friends and I've hung out with you in your different relationships and all those sorts of things. But you still have that space that's all your own. And so I think that would be my only tips for you. Love it. Okay, cool. If you like this uh, podcast and you like what she has to say, um, if you like what I have to say occasionally, you can drop us a comment below, right? You can follow us on Instagram. We really would love that. And if you like the show, like us, follow us so you get notified when future shows come out. And
1: so you're going to see him on Instagram at Fusion Photog. See myself at Lisa staff photo.
0: Are we going to be launching a new podcast just with this handle? Because that's what Casey says we, we have to.
1: Should. So stay tuned. There's right. a lot of work in, in progress. A lot of work in progress. Just like me. All right. Work in progress.
0: Find your zone of genius. Roll with it. There's things that you do better than anyone else. Understand what those are. And if you'd like us us to help you discover what your zone of genius is, Mm -hmm. you can give us a call or you can come on the podcast if you're interesting and can actually engage in conversation. Like if you're willing to go down a rabbit hole with us, we want you on. Otherwise, heisman off.
1: We love having conversations. And I'm not sure if you were leading into Drop Us Line. broke connectors as well. I wasn't, but go ahead. Drop us a line, it's Broke Connectors.
0: Okay. We love to talk, as you can obviously see, Um, and we love to share ideas. We love to connect with people, and we honestly truly believe – I believe our gift on this planet is to act as a conduit for people, connect people help people understand, uh, like I said, understand their zone of genius or their superpowers. And, and that's what sort of drives us. And I think that's what drew us together in the first place is because we both had operated our businesses independently and and were excited about the way we each did things and brought those powers together to sort of compound that effect. So, yeah, I'm just rambling now. So close this out.
1: We know that you could spend time listening to a lot of other people ramble on and on, but we're glad that you listened to us.
0: Nice. See you on the design.